We're back with Creative View episode two. I recorded episode one of Creative View a few months back with Josh Graz and Leaky XIV. I uh, just wanted kind of another medium to talk to different people that wasn't just straight one-on-one interview style. So I'm going to take this and run with it. Um, like I said, Upstate View has been more interview style. This is going to be more of a laid-back roundtable discussion, trying to bring multiple creatives, creatives and business owners together to just touch on a little bit of everything and bring it full circle. One new thing with episode two is I have a co-host, Tori Rizzucci, who I featured on Upstate View episode eight. She approached me a few weeks ago wanting to potentially collab, and here we are. So Tori could not make it tonight. Uh, We're dealing with the first real snowstorm of 2021, so she got snowed out, but we have her on Zoom, and uh, she'll be popping in with some questions too. But I'm joined today by Mike Curran and Jack Redmond. Uh, Been trying to get Jack on for a while, and it only made sense to bring Mike on with him. Obviously, these guys have been doing a ton of work together, but we could dive into the background a little bit first. Jack, you've been doing video for a while now. How did you get your start in video, and what led you in that direction? Got it. Um, So the first really... And the first thing that I did with video was actually with Eric Armitage. So Eric had been recording music. He and I went to high school together. He had been recording music, and he needed somebody to take photos and shoot music videos for him. Thankfully, all of those videos no longer exist, but (laughs) we'd come down to Utica and just have our hand at trying to shoot videos and do that sort of stuff. And it just grew from him and I having a passion for doing those type of things together. Um, So then I moved on throughout the years, and then he and I were living together and we started the bakery and that was when we were trying to give other people a platform of what he and I had kind of been working on. He had been recording music, I had been shooting videos and then we were trying to kind of help other people um, put on more professional content in that lane. When did you and Eric first start shooting? Probably 2015, 2016? Yeah, 20, no actually earlier than that, 2014. So we were high school. We just graduated high school, <laughs> yeah. and um, Eric was going to MV, and he was like really trying to make music at the time. It was when he was putting out his first CDs, and I remember like one of the first ones we shot was at the train station um, on these stairs right over by um, Devereux Street. We'd just go wherever we could and just try to shoot videos, whatever we could do. And were you just recording on an iPhone at that point, or did, did you already um, have a camera? Eric and I went half on a T3i, and so each of us, I think, put down like $200, and we're like, this is, we need this, and this is what it's going to be. So he and I had always had odd jobs and that sort of stuff, um, and we bought the T3i, and it went from there. So fast forward a few years later, you're doing a little bit bigger projects, starting to get into more commercial stuff. You're working with Mike on the Rapology stuff. Yep. Talk to me a little bit about that. How did you guys get started together? Yeah, um, I mean, so Mike and I have always been good friends. I mean, we had been good friends for probably the past year, and um, I love doing stuff with cars. It's such a creative format and a creative medium to do that sort of stuff with. It's really free, and you can create some cool shots with it. Um, just the car being still, the driving shots, there were shots where I'm hanging out the back of a car going down the parkway and that sort of <laughs> stuff. Um, but we've also pulled it up on top of parking garages and stuff like that. And um, then they just let me go and kind of do that thing that I want to do with it. Um, so we, we've really been able to create some cool stuff. How did you get started with Repology? Like, what was the the idea there? Um, and <laughs> I just kind of saw, like, the... the uh, not the need for it, but people don't know kind of what they're looking for until it's right in front of them kind of thing. It's a huge thing out on the West Coast, so I kind of, I try to keep in touch with a lot of like West Coast influence and stuff. 
Um, wrapping cars was like the biggest thing out on the West Coast and still is. So I figured I would try to bring something like that around here because nobody else was doing it at the time. Yeah, and you've been you've there. been involved in the underground luxury car scene um, for a while up here. You've okay, had a lot yeah. of cars. So did that kind of give you a little insight into, okay, there's actually people up here that need this? Yeah, like... yeah. well, I know there's a ton of people. Like People are very prideful of their cars. Um, I know there's a ton of people that like customizing their cars, you know, whether it be performance-wise or, or looks-wise or whatever. So um, I was kind of like already in with that whole market before I even decided to bring like a car product you know so it made it really easy to kind of just blend into the community yeah so that's not something that you just wanted to blind like you were you were in it like you had yeah like I kind of had like a plan you know I had like an idea of how I wanted things to go um and just how I wanted to see things kind of like start and stuff and uh I did I just I just had to do it I just did my first rap on my car and ever since then really you guys took a trip about a year ago yeah to yeah. Bali yep um, talk to me a little bit about that and what uh, recording all that content kind of <laughs> brought yeah, to, I mean, to, your, to your career and uh, you know what the cumulative effect of that has been. So that was, uh, Mike and I had been friends, you know, like not super close, but we were friends. I would see him at the coffee shop and that sort of stuff. And then one day when I was in there, he was saying that he was interested in going to Bali and he was looking for some people to go and he asked me to go and I said, yeah. So then right after that, he, our friend Mo and Mike's cousin Lou and I um, went we went for about a month and we had different places to stay and I brought a camera. Mike's cousin Lou is an awesome filmmaker too. He's from Los Angeles and uh, he brought a bunch of cameras. So he and I kind of collabed on the footage that we had there. Um, Lou really wanted to make like a whole movie, but I wanted to go and enjoy yeah, like the super like in-depth really movie. Yeah. Documentary yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Like some real like HBO type stuff. I yeah. wanted to go and just enjoy the vacation. Right. So I just brought my one camera and kind of just shot what we wanted to shoot and that sort of stuff. And that was the first time I'd ever tried to do any travel video travel vloggy style stuff and I made a couple of videos from that that were just fun type of stuff yeah, um, and awesome. then since then I've done a couple more just yeah. going on trips and that sort of stuff it's got to be a tough balance because if you want to be there and present and you like, know what I mean yeah, exactly but you're also trying to vlog everything so yeah. half the time I'm sure you get like when you guys are having the most fun you probably didn't have the camera on well it was a mix because you're thinking like yo we're doing this awesome stuff but you want to like record it to kind of like put it into a footage reel as well so it was yeah. like a constant battle between record this, wait, I just want to enjoy this kind of thing. Which I'm the person that will absolutely leave my camera behind to go have a good time. And Mike's cousin was the exact Complete opposite way. Complete opposite. Uh, we hiked this mountain volcano. one morning. It was like a 13-mile hike. And he brought two entire bags with camera gear. He got halfway up and he was like huffing and puffing and lugging this whole thing up and we thought he was going to die. And I just wasn't Jack's about like doing that that day. <laughs> running up I just hill. had my one camera with me and that was it. And I just want to get those quick little shots and do that sort of thing just to remember it all by. Yeah, I think that you guys taking a, a month-long trip to Bali perfectly explains like the type of guys you are. Yeah, um, man, it was a ton of it fun. It doesn't seem like either of you have ever been <laughs> interested in conforming to, no, to the yeah. norms or kind of just checking the box for Pretty the 95 type deal. Spontaneous, out on Pretty spontaneous. Do you guys think that that's kind of helped you or at all influenced just the way you go about doing business? I would say for my stuff, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know with like a couple of our videos that we did, like our music choice, I would say, would be the first thing off the bat that you would see and most people would probably I don't know how you know most people would maybe not like dislike it but they would be like oh interesting choice but it's like more of the vibe that we were bringing that yeah. ended up sealing it like I remember the one song that we did it was a biggie it was a famous biggie song 
and it's just like some remix, but it's like yeah, gritty. couple f bombs in the beginning, yeah, kind of gritty. But like, and and I knew a couple people were like, "Hey, are you sure you want to use that for your business?" Yeah. And I was like, yes. "Absolutely!" <laughs> and like, I show Absolutely. my mom it. I show my mom all my footage and stuff like that because yeah. she always likes to see and she'll tell me what she thinks. And it's cool to get her perspective on it because she has a much different perspective on what advertising looks like and that sort of thing than what a lot of people our age yeah. see and think is good advertising. Um, so, like, I think this is absolutely fine and hearing an F-bomb doesn't turn me off from anything like that. And my mom is like, the music choice is super weird. And then we put it out and it was well-received <laughs> and, and it stuff worked, like that. Yeah. But it it's just like kind of like how we go about doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's just so interesting to see how these things change and, yeah. you know, what was culturally acceptable five years ago is so different than what is today yeah. and it's just yeah. going to keep evolving so I think it's something too just like being a little more relatable like yeah. I think every like people every day throughout their lives like you know you hear swear words or whatever you don't think for sure you know you don't think anything of it so I think just putting it in a in a video or whatever in the music to bring the vibe to it was like something that was almost like bold and like I don't know my thing about the caption. ad sort of space is that like, when you see something and it sticks out as an advertisement, you move right past it. You want to see something that blends into the things that you want to look at. You Definitely. know what I mean? And that's what keeps your attention there. So something that kind of relates more to um, our age, our demographic, I think fits that a little bit better rather than trying to make that uh, for everybody. Yeah, no, it's kind of just like uh, establishing the brand over, like, being in your face. Like, I'm selling you this, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Just showing your vibe, showing what you guys are about. Yeah. So I agree with you there. Um, I'll let Tori ask a few questions. Um, she's more of an artist than I, and she could probably talk a little more technically on like photo video stuff. But talk to him uh, a little bit about the style of his photo and video and you know whatever questions you had there. I mean, I think my main question being in it myself, obviously I do more photo than I could ever do video or live up to the video that Jack does, but we know better than anybody. It is oversaturated yeah. more now than ever has been for sure um and i don't i know me and uh we've talked before about the whole salesman mentality versus you know the sleazy car guy versus just sneaking it in there somewhere i think the way you do it is more just like here's my work here's my portfolio i'm not going to sell it to you if you want it you can have it yep that's kind of exactly what i go for yeah, so how do you, going forward, does that make business slow or does it just make it so much more worth it, whatever you're actually obtaining? Um, so it, it's been really interesting just trying to, I've done a whole bunch of different style, or like, not styles, I feel like I try to stick to my own style as much as I can, but different types of video, like music videos or ads and that sort of stuff, wedding videos, concerts, all that sort of stuff. And I think when some people hear it, they think that video can just be like, you're going to make the video for it and it's one type of thing, but it's tough to try to like switch between those type of things. Um, so yeah, really just trying to be experimental with it, trying to make a wedding video look different than what you would expect a wedding video to look like. Like try to give somebody what they're thinking it might look like, but then still kind of keep my own twist to it a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And then, I mean, same, same topic, but when I think a lot of people like when they had, when they hire a photographer, they hire a videographer, they're like all goo gaga because it's like, oh, it's my 15 minutes of fame. I get to, you know, have this guy follow me around with a camera like I'm the rock. Mm -hmm. But it's not, you know, all about letting our egos float to the sky like a balloon. What is it to you? What do you think the most important aspects are that it helps in a business sense? Um, I think perfect example of this is a project that John and I just worked on um, was Simple Shakes. Um, so I think 
Bully pretty much had Simple Shake set up for all of quarantine. He was ready to go. And then when it came to the point that he was ready to open, people didn't know that he was there. So John had a great idea. We put a video together quick for him, give it back to him. He puts it on Facebook, and the next day it's got, like, 5,000 organic views. Like no, it like, 20K eventually. It was awesome. And, like, the next day after we put that video out, there's some physical thing that you can see that that had an influence on. So for me to, like, go there feel like I gave him a product that was useful to him in a way that could make a business successful for him was like the greatest feeling. Yeah, I mean, and that was like immediate tangible success. That's so what like I mean, yeah. The next day, he, you know, that week he did his best week ever. Yeah. And um, that was kind of like the perfect visual to bring attention to something that people had already forgotten about. The thing kind of sitting there that I really here. like about, like, I really think that the best strategy for it, at least in the stuff that I've done, that Mike and I have done, that we did with him, is just like organically uh, I hate when you go on social media or whatever and you see a video it's got like 20,000 views or whatever and then it's got like 300 likes or something because you know that they're just like trying to slam the sure. ad revenue to it and like push it in somebody's face I think if it's good quality content yeah. people are going to like it I mean like it but also yeah. enjoy it regardless in my opinion um, so I just think trying to be really authentic and intentional about the things that you're trying to do for sure. And that brings me to thinking like, so we make that video in a few weeks, right? Quick mm -hmm. turnaround, probably at a fraction of the cost that most major studios or, yeah. you know, as you would think of them would make it. So to me, it just seems like there's going to be a major disruption in the way people go about, you know, recording creative and running advertisements altogether. Because I'm yeah. thinking like, I just know for sure that a local business could see much more success making 10 videos with you right. versus so, going to some you know legacy media company, mm -hmm. buying some $30,000 package, taking months to produce a video. Yeah. So like, talk to me. Do you see like that becoming an emerging trend where more like indie type filmmaking That's something I'm for... really trying to work on right now. Yeah. Um, I watch everything that I've done is learned off of YouTube and stuff like that. I'm a full believer yeah. in YouTube University. YouTube University. You know? That's the spot. Um, but I think it... Has, like the process has shown itself already in Mike's videos we follow the same approach yeah. just he's mm -hmm. been able to pull customers off making these type of same videos Simple Shakes one um, I worked with these guys from uh, the auto specialist yeah, Don Pirelli really and those guys yeah. and um, we followed the same approach just trying to show what they actually do get it to people and just make quality content based off of it um, but I've been trying to market this in a way that I can show people tangible things because I think when you yeah. approach somebody with a reasonable price point and actual results that you could show them um, it makes it pretty easy to sell them. Yeah, I mean, and you're able to cut a ton of clutter out. Like, you don't have a whole film crew coming in with crazy expensive equipment and, it's like, just, me. just having things. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's you. I mean, it's as lean as possible, but, mm -hmm. like, it, to me, there's nothing more effective. Yeah. Um, how have you seen, like, what kind of effect have you seen from the videos you guys have put out? I'm sure it's led you to some conversations immediately. Yeah. Like, yo, I didn't know you were doing this. I saw it on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a huge, like, like putting the spotlight on it, really. Um, I mean, they've helped, like, enormously. We've been pretty consistent with them, too. Yeah. I think that's, like, the huge thing, you know. Um, how I kind of look at it is I see a lot of, um, once again, going back to the whole West Coast car scene kind of thing, a lot of these West Coast car scene kind of guys are doing, like, YouTube um, videos consistently and that's kind of the vibe that I wanted to do with Jack but I wanted to kind of keep it as well as like a like somewhat promotional thing for Rapology as well um, so I think like producing those consistent videos that people really feel the vibe to is just like amplified everything um, and we just keep I mean we just keep cranking out some crazy projects 
have you put any marketing dollars behind those videos on Facebook or Instagram or is it yeah, just absolutely yeah. Um, so it's I mean I do a lot of my stuff locally around here. I'll promote stuff, but I also promote stuff out in Syracuse as well because I'm trying to collect the whole you know car market. I'm the only wrap shop from basically here to Rochester and really? between. I mean, there's like one in Albany, but nothing. Nobody that's like putting out content like mm-hmm. we're doing really like so. You know, you get people that will maybe do, like, a couple videos and pictures and stuff like that, but nobody that's actually taking time to put, like, this crazy content out that keeps you entertained. So I think that's huge. Yeah, and we touched on it, but what a better visual, or, like, what a better industry for visuals than cars, right? Right. Especially luxury cars. Yeah, especially, and people want to see, you know, what's being done and stuff, too, so I think, like, even seeing me in the videos, seeing a face with the company and everything like that, and then... And then yeah, I put I put decent marketing dollars behind it too towards uh, Syracuse. I mean Albany, and then I'll go um, yeah, basically all around here locally too. Do you see there being any obstacles to taking a video like the one we made for Simple and running that as a TV ad like traditionally? Is there any is there any reason why that couldn't be run on? Local um, like local channels or anything like that. Not saying that it'd even be yeah, no, worth it to do, but could that happen? So the one that I just did for auto specialists, mm-hmm. I believe they sent from they they do marketing like with the OD, and they were going to take that one, and that was going to be on WKTV. Oh, right. I believe is what they were saying. Okay. Um, so it's kind of interesting, like you think of that much larger production. Yeah. Um, so I don't. That's I don't really know. Like, is yeah. there anything that you you know wouldn't be able to, or any criteria you wouldn't be able to meet? But I don't. I think, think so, right? I think you can really go nuts with it. I, um, from stuff that I watch and what people talk about, a lot of people are always worried about gear that you have and having the nicest equipment yeah. and doing that sort of stuff. And they'll say, like, that's the barrier of entry to being this type of filmmaker or doing this type of stuff. But I think if you have the right perspective on mm-hmm. things, and this isn't just me, this is anybody. If you have the right perspective on things, you can apply your craft to whatever you want to do, whatever medium you want to put it into or anything like that. No, I mean, I totally agree with that. And so, I think you you and people like Josh have completely proved that wrong. Yeah, right? man, I completely agree. And Josh is awesome at what he does. But they're, like, Josh is awesome at what he does. There's so many people around Utica that are so good with the camera. It's unbelievable. Video, like, photo, everything. It's so awesome to see. Tori, what do you think um, are some of the biggest things that you'd like to learn to get to kind of further your video career and expand into some different type of productions? that Jack might be able to speak on? Just how to do it, for starters. I mean, <laughs> I, I was sitting down with the owner of uh, the gym prime that I work at, and I, he said to me, he was like, you know, if you look back before quarantine and versus now, we've all grown in so many ways. And he said, you know, the fact that you're able to do a video before quarantine, I'd sit down with footage and within three minutes get frustrated and I would ditch it. If they were, they always ended up being in the trash. Um, I don't know, like, what is what is your process for me and how I've done it? Obviously, I haven't done much else um, besides the gym, but for me, I film it, and then I go through everything and trim it, and then I plug it in, and I tend to, like, look for the song first. So what's your process? Yeah, um, so definitely I, I'll go through film, and then I'll end up with, I just try to do weird stuff when I film too. I have a gimbal that I like to use, but then I also like to go handheld. So a lot of times I'll be like shaking the camera around. I'll record in slow motion and stuff so that you get those like natural in-frame camera movements, those transitions and stuff like that. So you get the um, shot panning from left to right and that sort of stuff. And you can do those quick um, 
uh, transitions and that sort of stuff. But uh, I like to really look for music. One of the things that I've started to do recently, and this is some game for some people listening, um, type beats. Like Eric and I had always been recording music and stuff like that, so I was in on this whole thing about how people record music, and so many people that are recording music in their bedrooms just go on YouTube and look up type beats. So they, type beat, like, they find yeah. that exact type of style that they're going for, so what I like to do is just find a style that I wanna go for for a video, look up YouTube videos, and then I'll either purchase the lease, or if it's free to use, I'll use that. But then you can get some really high quality, copyright-free music that you can use and add it to, and you can find some great music to do that stuff too. So I'll try to find the vibe that I'm going for, and then uh, like I'll just try to set up in my head. I'll know I have like shots A, B, and C, and I'll try to come up with a little storyline in my head of how I want to put them together. And then from there, I'll just go through the rest of the footage once I have those points marked out, and I'll try to fill in from there. Once I've really got the story down, then I go back and try to do like some crazy type of effects and that sort of stuff, and then I'll go through and do my color grade, um, and then I'll try to um, just finish up from there. Yeah, I also, like, equipment-wise, I'm constantly hearing, I mean, I have a Sony setup. I don't know what you have. You can answer yeah, that. Yeah, um, I've got a Sony setup. It's pointing at us right now. <laughs> <laughs> um so many people are like, why don't you get this lens and why don't you get that? And even they have their own equipment. They're like, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get this. And I think so many people think that they are just as good as the next best piece of equipment. Yeah. I don't feel that way. I stick with my Sony Alpha 8, 7 Mark, whatever the hell you want to call it. And yeah. a 50 millimeter 1.8 all day, every day. So how do you see that do you think you know you need a red camera tomorrow or you're fine with what you're doing no see that's i completely agree with you and that's that's one of the things that i think a lot of people focus on and sort of like give them an excuse to not do something you know what i mean like Definitely. they'll say i don't have this type of equipment so i'm not gonna be able to come up with a way to do this but i think a lot of it is just being nervous about the way that what you're gonna do is perceived um like if you're doing something new you're obviously nervous about doing it you don't know how somebody's going to feel about seeing it and that sort of stuff so you come up with reasons of ways that uh you're not going to do it so i think equipment and for photographers videographers all the time is a reason for them to not do something shout out to gary v for that one because really that's, that's pretty much his, uh, <laughs> his that's but no I, and so seriously uh i i'm with you i've got two different cameras and I've been rocking them for like three years now and I just try to go through and I really just don't want equipment to ever be the thing that I give as an excuse. Yeah, um, there's definitely there's definitely something to like just putting in the reps regardless of what you have. Yeah. And like there's there's certain learnings that can only come from doing Yeah. So if you think you're just going to plan it out and have like this $20,000 set up and all of a sudden you're going to be good. Right. It's just probably That's the thing. Man. And, and I think an, another thing that I've run into not like run into crazy but i see people do and um like like i said youtube university it's the greatest thing ever but people get stuck in watching tutorials and doing that sort of yeah. stuff and they'll know their stuff in and out but then they just like don't go do it you know what i mean like putting sure. in the ten thousand hours to yeah. go do it is the best way to do it learning from experience mm -hmm. trial and error i feel like that with rapping too doing all that stuff man yeah. and people watch it learn it and know it but then they just don't do it and i feel like just um, the best way that you're going to get a creative approach to something is to learn it and then fully apply your mind to it to see what happens. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be a 50-50 split or whatever that balance is to each person. I know there's some people that learn really well and things sink in and they take and apply it from reading books and doing stuff like that. Yeah. And there's some people who literally just experiment completely on their own. Yeah. And, you know, they respect what others have done, but it's always interesting to see how different people look at that. 
Um, Tori, do you have anything else to add on the technical side or? I had a few questions for Mike. I don't know when you yeah. want to get in yeah. No, go ahead. We're, corner. Is... He's not getting much time. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> sure, <go ahead. laughs> all right, I got I got two for cars and one for other things. Um, I've always kind of wanted to ask this question to somebody, anybody. I guess locals. The best way to do it is before you had Rapology. You know, everybody knows you from Utica Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the one name and face everybody can really staple down and before you had rapology jack was still making content for you whether it was the bali trip whatever it was do you think because a lot of people just like they don't whether they like to think it or not we love to have a camera on ourselves the fact that we can get an instagram picture we can get an instagram video we want it we can all lie about it but we want it right um what are the what is the benefit to having that content made even without having a brand yet? Do you think it in the long term eventually made you known to have these people come to Rapology? Was it just for fun? Um, well, I think that I think that kind of almost like a combination of both. I think that putting yourself out there and making sure that you build a relationship with people. Um, I would say like building relationships is the is the single largest thing that I do. If Easy. if I wrap cars and somebody else wraps cars and we're at the same price point or even I'm more expensive or whatever and I have that built relationship with that person, they're gonna end up coming to me versus the other person. So I think that putting yourself out there and like getting like I felt weird when Jack put me on camera a couple times in the videos and I was like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say, but yeah. Yeah. you think putting yourself out there and like really connecting the face with the name and tying it all together really helps so um i mean i know you mentioned utica coffee that's like 110 percent the single biggest thing that's helped me with with most of the stuff that i've done i would say yeah and from my perspective like everything you do kind of ties together in some way or another right like you might think that coffee cars and you know trading trading currencies are different things but you kind of have your own style and they all form like just the hustler of you they do rap biology was really just a thing um i wanted to just like i wanted to contribute to the local business of of utica really and that's what um that's really what my uncle was preaching with all the with buying these buildings downtown and stuff like that is to give back to kind of the community so it's to bring back money and local businesses into this area and to keep kind of um like you know be kind of proud of where you're from and to kind of back that up for sure i mean i personally i knew i've the first video i ever saw of jacks was don't it might have been a yearly recap Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely. I made a bunch of those. Yeah. <laughs> I just know I know the cover on Instagram is favorite hobby with the streets. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Video. Yeah, odd photographic memory, and then I know the all the Bali stuff. So like, even though I didn't know who Mike was, and I go into you to coffee, I'm like, oh, I, I kind of do know who he is. Like I've seen him on Instagram. I know he's doing all this fun stuff, but. I mean, this is a, a question I would appreciate. Like you said, you hear people swear every day. You hear people be honest and relatable every day in front of you. What's the harm in doing that on social media? What's the harm in doing if that's a business? I know you do whatever with stocks and, and whatever on your social media. <laughs> the best you're, <laughs> you're a blunt person. Um, I, I decided to stop listening to, to stocks after games. Yeah. <laughs> I never, ever want to hear about them unless it's my own. So Me and you both. 
but but you're blunt and do you think that adds to a business or do you think just like every middle-aged mom who walks in and says you can't swear you can't do that do you think it takes away no i think it does add to the business because like i am who i am and if you don't like it then you know it's kind of like a tough shit kind of thing um and i think that people will see me for um for who i am and it's kind of like like most um personalities that you see you know social media or whatever people that are loud like like gary v he's He's very, he's very, this is how I feel and this is how it is. If you don't like that, that's fine. But there's a ton of people that do like it. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of just trying to like stick to uh, myself and like what I feel is, is right. And I've always been just a very kind of upfront person and like no, no bullshit and just kind of like right to it. So I think that's helped out. It's crazy. Um, you are like good with middle-aged moms too. They yeah. love you. Yeah, no, I love this. No, and to, to like a bigger point, I mean, bringing that full circle, Jack was talking about earlier how you're not really trying to sell anyone. Like, you're not trying to convince anyone. Here's my vibe. Here's what I do. Like, yep. if you're about right. it, come to me, right? And right. I think that's huge because it's like that's where you really attract it's the very best real. customers, it's right? very real. You're Whether not you're dealing like with people that, you know, there, there is no middle ground there. It's like people that come to you really want to work with you, right? Right, Like, exactly. they know who you are. You're authentic. So yeah, yeah, I think that is the best way to go about it. Yeah, it's huge. No no secrets really and like you have nothing to hide right like you are who you are I am who I am yeah and I'm I'm very comfortable with it and I'm sure people would (laughs) back me up on that I'm very comfortable with it and I just and that's you know that it is what it is so anything else Thor? I mean, I think you answered in the beginning because my main question for you that I texted John was where the hell do you find all these cars? I've seen maybe two Bentleys in my life in Utica and I mean, you see Porsche SUVs more common, but like you said, I think you were kind of involved with it, so you knew. But I mean, you could go further on that. But is luxury and the means of rapology where you want to keep going? Is it is it more geared yeah. towards luxury cars than anything Absolutely. else? Absolutely, absolutely. That's what that was my whole kind of goal with it. Is I've I've, I've wanted to cater to the high end luxury and exotic market, um, and a lot of people might think that there's not a lot around here i i don't know if i should even i probably shouldn't even say it but there's somebody that's local that has a very exponential stash of cars that is by no means like a slouch it's very there's the cars are there i think and i know who you're talking about yeah and i think what I like I did too. and what really gets you in with those people once again is the relationships yeah, i mean man. i just i know these people i talk to them i mean i'm very and i'm very upfront to these people as well and i think that they see me for who I am and they they understand that there's no like uh backdoor shady stuff going on so, so I'm just kind of you know yeah I mean there has to be a certain level of trust there you are kind of like taking a scraper to their car so yeah like, well I took <laughs> this the, the Porsche for, is good example honestly yeah. that Porsche when I I um I, is I, that Joey yeah Joe Joey? from Slice yeah um when I first started it he he hit me up and he was like hey I got a Porsche Macan and we wrap it this and that and like I've wrapped a um, couple cars before Audis and stuff like that so I know how they work but he uh, brings his car to me drops it off and I remember looking at the car and I just looked at it and I said oh shit dude how am I going to do this <laughs> I really I honestly I looked at it and I was like I don't I don't I might have just bitten off more than I could chew um, and then and I think that's what kind of has pushed me to the to the levels as well I mean I have I have seek discomfort tatted on my arm because it's like the uncomfortable things really have pushed me to another level um and then I ended up yeah I mean I ended up ripping a 
Porsche apart. Shout out Joe. I ripped your Porsche apart and <laughs> did the door handles, mirrors. I mean, it very like comp- somewhat complex stuff. Um, and it went back together with no missing screws. So, a hundred percent. Those are the. It's the only way you elevate your game. And yeah, you really, you that. really do have to. I mean, you just got to kind of like take that leap, so to speak, and just go with it. But calculated, you know. I'm, yeah. You know. Do you uh, have any cars around that you you have your eye on? Like, I really want to get that car in the shop. Um. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to say yep. who they are, but are there a few you're thinking? Yeah. About no, there? it's it's fine. I will. I have um a really good friend of mine actually. He's got um a quite nice Ferrari 458. It's um, just getting some computer work done to it right now, and then hopefully we can collaborate on a project um, whenever that comes around. And then I know uh, a lot of people know V. for He just bought his 2018-19 uh, Lamborghini Huracan. I talked to him for doing some stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have I have a lot of projects kind of close to me that I'm really looking at do you see a way I know you've talked about a lot uh, you've talked about west coast trends and just following a lot of you know different people on social media and stuff from out that way do you see a way to kind of take rapology and morph it into more of a global nationwide brand like is there an avenue to take some of what you're doing with the raps and making content around it maybe for youtube and monetizing in other ways well i really want to like step it up a little bit more with the content and that's something that i'm obviously going to work with jack on um like this summer i think this summer is going to be huge for the both of us honestly um and i want to really make it like i mean youtube i mean say goodbye to cable tv youtube's it yeah. I think so. It's already, it's yeah, it's already, yeah, yeah. it's there. Um, so I think that, you know, putting out content on there is going to really grow me to kind of like a bigger, uh, like a, a bigger entity, really, not even just like a car shop. Like yeah. start branching out and doing different things, making um, like custom cutouts. I had an idea with doing snowboards. So I just cut yeah. out big pieces of vinyl that are already ready for snowboards and then package them and then sell them as individual units to local ski shops and this and that. And then so there's kind of like a bunch of branches that I want to kind of go. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, with the power of the Internet, like there's nothing to say that it's, you can't become known as that dude in Utica, New York, who people fly into to like come hang out with, bring their stuff or right, like, you know, yeah. ship their car here. He's going to wrap it or and that's fly what, you out to somewhere. To, right, and that's what I try to do with being so upfront with my relationships and stuff yeah. like that too i've had i've had one person he's from here we he moved out to la and he was talking about maybe having me come out and wrap his car in his garage i was like hey man i mean how much um how important is your setup like here like would you be able to take what you need with you and just go do it or? yeah i could i could really be like 100 percent mobile okay. yeah if if the if the environment wherever i'm going is 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 right for me i can yeah i could pretty much wrap wherever cool What's next for you guys? Uh, any videos in the works immediately? Or are you kind of waiting for better weather and traffic? I'm um, working with Joe from Slice right now, putting together just again one of those little small business cool. videos. So I'm in the editing Dude. process of that. Dude, um, that's such a good vibe that place. That yeah, can't. no, I know. I, I love that. that. I love it so much. Um, and Joe like went all out to make a whole bunch of different pizzas, a bunch of different food and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to put together something. Dude, that's gonna go crazy because I don't know anybody that doesn't like Joe. I know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's the nicest guy, and um, I know his 
fiance now from working at Delmonico's and so I would always see him around and for the last few months he's been like come on we gotta get something together get something together and then it finally worked out so we just got together and um, I'm really excited to put something together for him uh, so I'm working on that right now and other than that just a bunch of different projects and stuff doing some web design and that sort of thing trying to kind of branch out and see where else I can go with snowboarding stuff. tomorrow maybe yep. catch a meeting <laughs> do a little skiing tomorrow and I when I approach Jack too it's almost like I'm pretty I don't know if you're if you seem to roll with it pretty nice but I'm pretty like hey yo I got this car and today do you want to come film a video and he's like on my way and then we film a video and we we drop an absolute banger of a video and it gets 20,000 views on it so it's like pretty slight yeah. there's been like a day where we go record the video for Mike and then I give it back to him in the same same day yeah I'm yeah. not entirely convinced that Jack sleeps at night cause no. like no I've, he doesn't I've uh, no. definitely hit him up and like hey I got this idea for videos. like yeah sure let me know I'm, I'm ready <laughs> alright well, you like, down for a podcast yeah it was like a couple of months ago I like I go over to his house and uh, it's 4.30 at night and he's halfway through a bang energy I'm like dude those those <laughs> things kill people at 9am yeah, and he's drinking one at 4.30 I'm like what are you doing tonight yeah man I mean I have three jobs stuff yeah. to do <laughs> so what you're doing a million things you've experimented with everything like yeah. what, what is your I mean maybe you don't even have one yet but like where do you want to be long term like straight filmmaker like would that be your tell dream tell me about it man yeah. I have no clue right now <laughs> but no, that's I, part of what makes you great like, yeah no I see, see I love enjoying video I, I enjoy video and that's what I truly love it's nice to have something for me that I can always go to it's just that thing that nobody can take from me that I can go yeah. and do it whenever I feel like it. I can take a break from it when I want to and stuff like that. Um, but it's really nice to just have that. I want to experiment with a bunch of different stuff and see where I can go with it. Um, and I'm thankful that I've got a day job to support all this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I have no clue. I am always open to just trying things and stuff like that. And like we talked about before, relationships are the most important thing that any of us have. So could be up to the next person that I meet of what I end up doing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm down to yeah, man. move on a whim, go somewhere, do anything. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you ever think that if you, because you're obviously very passionate about it and you're very good at it, do you ever think that if you went to that kind of stuff full time that it would take away some of your creativity or enjoyment in doing it? I don't know, man. I think it's a, it's a, good question. a different... I thought about it many different ways, too. It's not worth you. It's an escape almost, right? But you hear about other people who are like, all right, I want to go do this full-time, and they quit whatever they do before, and that pushes them enough to go make that that full-time job. Um, So I don't know. I've been iffy about it recently. I've just really loved where this has been recently that I can go shoot this stuff when I want to, and I really enjoy the people that I work with, the stuff that I get to make and that sort of thing. Um, So right now I'm just pretty happy with where everything's all at. Um, I... I really want to get out and find something new to do with it, so we'll see where it goes. Definitely, and you know, you're as you're reaching the height of your skills now. We've been in a you know pandemic for a year now. Yeah, so tell me about it. No, it's been not, cool. Like this is where you have to get creative about yeah. what you're gonna do. Yeah. Um, you have to adapt, or you know, yeah, like you have to adapt. Really. But you got to figure out like where stuff is gonna make sense. So that's where those small business videos have come in. Yeah. Small businesses have been taking a huge hit over the course of the pandemic. So. Why not buy a cheap video and figure out a good way to advertise with it? Um, For sure. And that like, sort of stuff, man. We've talked about a relationship with a ton. Like, I've just been doing this podcast, kind of messing around to start. But everybody I bring on here, it leads me to a new circle of people that I talk to. Yeah, and, but dude, your you know, whole thing well, is all about relationships. You've yeah, got a website sure. that's based on relationships. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm betting on, you know, local 
internet. I know, know man. Yeah, platforms going forward. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think there'll be a lot of creative things that come out of it. So, but I'm having fun with it, and like, why wouldn't we do stuff like this? Yeah, you know? exactly. It just leads to all those connections. But so, yeah, man, we're at 40 minutes, Tori. I don't know if you got anything else to add before we wrap this up, but. No, I'm good. I disagree with the Jack uh, Jack on spontaneity. When it comes to this stuff, you kind of have to be ready to go out on a whim and do everything. Like yeah. said, if he texts you to pick up your camera, time, nine times out of ten, you have to. Yeah. No, I actually, before we finish, I have one question for you, Tori. Okay. Um, do you ever deal with procrastination? Is that something that affects you? Like, say you go out and you shoot a set of photos or you go shoot a, a video or something like that. How long does it take you to sit down and edit that or to get to work on it? Do you face an issue where you say, I'm going to do it tomorrow, I'm going to do it later, anything like that? Yes and no. I think uh, kind of like what they were saying, like, is it because you don't do it full time that you kind of hold this, like, love for the creative part of it? And I mm-hmm. agree with that. Um but I think that, you know, we all have our own avenues. We all know what we want to kind of do and kind of record. Obviously, when it comes to, like, businesses hiring you, it's a little bit different. But, like, for me, I know when I'm taking portraits, I want them to be more serious. You know, I will take family and couple portraits for the most part, but I don't like it that much. I do it because we live in Utica, and that's where the money is. Yeah. But when I take those serious portraits, when I take something that's important to me and that I like, I'm ready to edit within two seconds and it's like a day to two day turnaround. But yeah, there are absolutely photos that I take and I'm like, um, yeah, I'm gonna give you my normal week turnaround time yeah. because I don't want to do them right now. Yeah. Especially if I notice like what, like if the sun's off or something or something's just off about the pictures, I will push them off for a very long time. Hmm. Definitely. You deal with it at all? I know we talked about you putting things out fast, but yeah, man, this is something that I've, I was talking about with one of my friends um, like two nights ago. I just finished up the first wedding video that I had done, and um, it was just kind of the thing that I touched on a little bit earlier. Was just like the anxiety of maybe it's not going to come out as good as I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I watched like five minutes of it. I saw your link. You know what I mean? So like you try <laughs> to avoid, you try to avoid doing that. So thing. different than most people's though. So right, but that's a, that, that, I appreciate <laughs> it. No, but I was just like nervous about doing it and I, I shot it I went that day and it went really well and stuff like that but I just felt weird about it like I didn't know how it was going to turn out so that leads me to an even better question how much of that is just rooted in uncertainty and kind yeah of, that's definitely insecurity of like what's to come kind that's of like, definitely what it is yeah. and uh, I mean if you watch that video you notice there's no snow on the ground like mm-hmm. it took me two and a half three months to put that together I mean, but, and it wasn't even, like, when I sat down and really started to work on it, it took me three days. Yeah. There was, there was a big like, period of time that, for me, I was like, oh, I'll do it another time. But it was because I was feeling really insecure and anxious about, like, actually sitting down to do the work. And um, but then one of my friends, uh, he messaged me on it, and he said I'd, he liked it and that sort of stuff. And I was like, yeah, it went well, but I just took my time on it. And he was like, I, that happens to me every time I shoot a video. And I just think it's something that people need to talk about, that it's cool to feel anxious yeah, or feel yeah. not, you know, like just feel off oh, about man. that and that well, sort of thing. Kind of tying this all together, Mike talks about how he took that first Porsche he took. It was like, can I really do this? Yeah, so definitely. Like, tonight, Tori and I are going back and forth. Like, should we try this over Zoom? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, is it going to work? And just do it. Like, I thought it went great. Yeah. So, oh, I do too. Uh, just that that common theme of like just doing it and learning through the process. Yeah. But I always think it's good when you can hear back from somebody that they feel that same way too. You know what I mean? Definitely. I think a lot of um, seeing social media stuff and seeing 
you're seeing like the highlight reel of what people are doing almost, you know what I mean? That yeah, you absolutely. you look at that stuff and you try to compare it to yeah. what you're doing and stuff and then people feel bad about themselves or that sort of thing. But so I think it's nice to talk with other people and kind of hear what they have to say about it and know that you're not the only person that's feeling like that about things. Yeah, and when you lead with your vulnerability, there's really not much left right now to say, right? Like the yeah, eight, you eight mile, right? Like the whole yeah. concept of just putting yourself out there and like letting it fall where it does. Yeah, no, so I just had to ask you that, Tori. I was yeah. curious. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like I said, like well, before quarantine, when I tried to do a video, you haven't seen a video that I've done before quarantine. Mm-hmm. So that's proof in and of itself. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. I thought this was awesome. I'm sure we'll get this crew back together at some point. For sure. And uh, yeah, yeah looking forward to seeing where everyone's going in the next few months. Thanks. Sorry, maybe I'll see you in person sometime. Yeah, once it stops snowing. For sure. See you later. Yeah, yeah, can't keep up with me. Doodle. <clears throat> yeah, they can't keep up to me when I'm doing my thing. They can't keep up with me when I'm in a fast lane. They can't keep up with me. They can't keep up with me. They can't keep up with me.